1: Uh, make sure to check them out please leave us a review at apple podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts please make sure to follow the show that way you'll know when a new one comes out it's truly appreciated all right let's uh, kick off today's show and it's another fin fans podcast this evening i'm here with daniel reinhardt
2: what up fan fan? welcome back daniel thank you very much good to and be and Louis
1: Groni.
0: Ho, 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 Michael Fink and Daniel Reinhardt. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Good to be here. Very excited. is coming on Saturday night. You know who else is coming? Who else is coming? Aaron Rodgers. Yep, Aaron Rodgers. For that the Christmas
2: day, main part of our holiday, while we're all sitting down for Christmas dinner, we get to watch the Miami Dolphins.
0: Daniel, I don't know what time you eat dinner, but it's definitely, (laughs) I don't, I do not eat dinner at one o'clock in the afternoon, whether it be Christmas or any other holiday.
2: I tell you what, I am making dinner this year. The in-laws are coming here. (laughs) Okay, We are ready to go, sitting down by 1130 in the morning.
0: No kidding.
2: Absolutely.
0: 1130, you're eating dinner.
2: Yeah, because after the game, I want to have my Christmas coma You know what I mean? I want to be done with my food. I want to be watching my dolphins play. I want to have my coma afterwards where I can just sleep for a couple of hours. And absolutely. Daniel, if,
0: if you're eating a dinner, a full course dinner at 1130, you will be in a coma before the game even starts at one o'clock. I don't <laughs> know how the hell you're going to. I yeah, won't. I don't know how I the hell he's getting into a coma six hours after. We've he been eats. doing
2: this. <laughs> we've been doing this for years. My family has always eaten around noon on holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. And obviously, I'm in the central time zone, so the game starts at noon. So I'll be good. I promise wow. you, I will be able to watch every second. That, of that explains game. eating at eleven thirty. Now I'm understanding.
0: Yeah, That's going to yeah. be a rushed Christmas dinner. You're going to have a half hour to throw down, Daniel. Wow. That's
2: okay. Well, this year, TV trays in the living room. We're eating leftovers on the sofa. Daniel, can
0: I make a suggestion? No. Um, I'm going to do it anyway. Shoot. I would suggest watching the game from 12 to 3 and then having a dinner at a normal hour, like most people
2: do. So who's gonna what cook? What do you think of that? No, no, because I'm making dinner. I'm, I'm doing the, I'm smoking the ham. We're doing all the fixings. The in-laws bringing the turkey. Uh, I am not going to be making anything during the game. So, nope. Okay. And our family's always done it at around noon. So all right, good there we for go. You. Hey, yep. it's a you tradition. We gotta huh? go with it. Yeah, we're gonna do turkey and ham. With well, as cold as it is in Iowa, how do you defrost it? <laughs> That's a great question. I left the turkey up to the in-laws. But I will be in and out because I'm smoking the ham. So
1: I got
0: a suggestion, Mike, how we can do Another
2: one? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe we should skip
0: that one. <laughs> yep. We're going to skip that for now. I Let's hope
2: everybody get- else gets a chance to sit down and enjoy the Dolphins on Christmas Day. Rather you're eating or leaving the fixings up to somebody else. Let's watch us get a W. All
1: right. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. We hope it is. Well, right. we assume it is, right? We it's going
2: to be.
0: I I think it. I think
2: positive energy be. only. Lou, got to,
1: Got
0: to. I mean, home home. You know, the weather for Green Bay—they're getting very lucky because I think the weather is going to be a little bit cool down there. Not overly cool, but it's not going to be eighty degrees. We're not going to have that. You know, that normal home field advantage that we normally do. You know, That's right. it's it's going to be. Uh, and sunday it's gonna be in the 50s well
2: well thursday and friday thursday and friday this week we're talking minus 40 wind chills where i'm at and that's all moving towards wisconsin so i think sunday uh we're gonna be really grateful to be in miami for this game yeah yeah you're right
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely all right so so what do we got mike
1: well, uh, Daniel was going to talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Green Bay offense yeah, versus so, our defense.
2: Yeah. So I did want to touch on some things about Rodgers. Before I do, I just wanted to remind everybody that the fin Fans podcast now has an official Twitter page. Please go follow us at FinfansPodcast. podcast. There you can find any pertinent Dolphins news that we, we tweet about, and you can find all of our, our new shows there. We're going to be tweeting them out as we go. So uh, I just wanted to touch on uh, Rodgers real fast. Tweet, uh, Go ahead, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, right? Uh, so I just wanted to touch on Rodgers real fast and what we're seeing from him this season versus what we've seen from him in the past. And then we can we can all kind of collectively smash this offense. Uh, so this year, uh, Aaron Rodgers is having one of the worst careers, worst years of his career, if not the very worst. So I'm going to... Just give you some things that are the worst of his career to this point. 220 yards passing per game is the worst of his career uh, since he took over as a starter in 2008. His QBR is 40.8, which is the worst of his career. His passer rating is 92.3, which is the worst of his career. Uh, oh, He has 10 interceptions already on this, year, on this year, which is the most he's had since 2010, Uh, He took over in 2008, so dang near the worst in his career. And his yards per attempt are down to 6.8 this year, which is the second worst uh, since 2015, which he had 6.7. So... Aaron Rodgers, this year, whether you want to blame it on Devontae Adams or not, uh, whatever you want to, to look at and say, this is the reason, that is the reason, this is the other reason, whatever that is. He's having one of the worst statistical years of his career. And it shows in their record because they're coming to Miami as a six and eight football team in a must win situation if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive.
1: Well, they do. I mean, he's talking about winning out. So, I mean, that's what's on his mind, obviously.
0: And he can do it. If anybody can do it,
1: he can do it. Well,
2: he's got three really hot teams coming up. He's got us, then the Vikings, then the Lions. It's going to be an uphill climb, uh, specifically because he's coming down to Miami on Christmas Day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, they're fortunate that the weather is going to be nice and cool. It's going to be perfect weather for football rather than, you know, 75, 80 degrees. Because it does affect these, these northern teams, even in that weather. It doesn't have to be 85-90. We've seen it. You know, we, we, Do you remember the playoff game? I mean, obviously, Mike, you remember the playoff sure. game against San Diego. Those guys were falling out left and right, and that game was in late December. Same, mm-hmm. same situation. Yeah, you know? but the, so, the
1: difference was it went six quarters.
0: It, yeah, but Mike, they were falling out in the second <laughs> quarter and the third quarter. I mean, Winslow was coming off the field from like, I think, you know, early on in the third quarter. But regardless yeah. of that, I mean, it does affect teams. Sure. They're fortunate in that aspect. But, you know, the, the fact that this game's on Christmas, I'm hoping, I'm truly hoping that the fans show up for this thing because yeah. it could go in an opposite direction. Due to the fact that it is on Christmas, you may very well see. You know, a lot of people not showing up for this. I don't know. I mean, I would hope that they're going to have a real nice crowd show up for the game. I would, th-
1: I would think you're going to have most everybody there.
0: I would hope so, Mike. I really do. You the know, trajectory um, of
2: our Dolphins right now, you would expect the fans to show up. But you also have the dynamic of a cold weather team like Green Bay. Their fans wanting to come to Miami well, for they'll Christmas, be there too. They'll so maybe, yeah. they'll show up without a doubt
0: right that's that's my concern that there were a lot of tickets available due to the fact it was on christmas and they were able to get their hands on them so we shall see in regard to that but um you know with all that being said and done um you know i i feel that
1: we talked about rogers we didn't talk about their right
2: and i was gonna and that's where i was going next so Regardless of the fact that Rodgers is having a down year and they're six and eight right now, they're still a very, very dangerous football team because they have playmakers all over that offense. And it's led by Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon in the backfield who last week combined for 141 rushing yards versus the Rams. Now the Rams are not what they have been recently, obviously uh, one of the worst years ever for a defending Super Bowl champion. Uh, But they are no slouch on the defensive side of the ball. And Green Bay is 12th in rushing at 126 yards per game. Now, that actually benefits us because we're 10th in rushing defense. Uh, We're playing very well against running backs. Uh, But Rodgers still has weapons on the outside, too. And we was talking a little bit before the podcast started, Lou. They have all of their offensive weapons healthy for the first time this year. What do you think of their their receiving core, the, the two young guys, Watson and Dobbs?
0: They're good across the board. I mean, they got, they' got those two, the two rookies, and they've got a phenomenal, phenomenal slot guy in Randall Cobb. I mean, he just continues to play well. He played well last night. I watched the game. Um, you know, he, he's still playing at a very high level, and Lazard is an extremely good receiver. Um, you know, the guy we've got to concern ourselves with is obviously Watson because he's taken off of late. And Dobbs is no slouch either. Uh, They're they're both going to be very good receivers in the league going forward. You know, you throw in the fact that both of their running backs can catch the football. And that's, as far as passing the football, that's my biggest concern is the fact that You've got a guy like Aaron Jones and a guy like AJ Dillon, who's a big guy who gets the ball in the flat an awful lot. Runs hard. Aaron Rodgers is a smart guy. He checks down a lot and he gets it in their hands. And and they are I mean, they are good. I mean, they've been targeted. I mean, AJ Dillon, who's basically a backup, has been targeted 36 times this year. Mm -hmm. Thirty-six times. Aaron uh, Rodgers. I'm sorry, Aaron Jones. You guys, take a guess. Are you? Do you guys have their numbers up on the board nope. or no? Aaron Jones has been targeted sixty-three times this season already. Okay, so you guys do the math on those two running backs. They've been targeted ninety-nine times, a hundred yeah. times, basically yeah. through this many games in the season.
1: I mean, through fourteen games, right?
0: Fourteen games. I mean, they throw to the backs an awful lot, and I mean, this is a lot to be thrown at our defense, especially due to the fact that, you know, we've done so poorly against running backs over the last couple of weeks out of the backfield, making plays. So th- this it's going to be a challenge for our offense. There's no, I mean, for our defense, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they've got a lot of weapons and Aaron Rodgers knows how to run the ship. You know, I know he's having a bad year, Daniel, as you mentioned with all those numbers. I mean I've seen it you know we we again, we talked about this before we got on the fact that he's not having a really good season without even knowing any of the numbers that you tossed out. I said that you know watching him he's just he just hasn't been the Aaron Rodgers that we've known all these years, so we got to hope that um you know that he continues playing at an average level like he's been for most of the season but He's got his full arsenal, and I think that you know they're, they're going to be able to move the football on us.
2: Yeah, and there's an argument to be made that Aaron Jones is even more dangerous out of the backfield as a receiver yep. as he is running the football, and he's really effective running the football, too. Uh, he had another touchdown catch uh, on Monday night against the Rams. He has been known for that over the last several years. And if, I mean, you know how many touchdowns he scores, especially if you're a fantasy football player because he's been a top running back for several years in a row. So uh, they're dangerous everywhere. I think you're right. One of the guys that we definitely have to watch out for is Christian Watson because he's an athletic freak. Uh, 6'4", six four, four three forty, something along those lines. And he can he can take the top off of a defense. and And he can... Take a short pass and take it the distance too. So we have our work cut out for us. It looks like maybe we'll be getting a little bit more healthy. We haven't had an injury report yet today, but hopefully Elijah Campbell uh, and Eric Rowe come back.
0: Yeah, we have to have those guys. We're going to have to this week. Those guys have to come back. Yeah, this start- is
2: a this is a game that we can't afford to drop. Green Bay is averaging twenty point five points per game. I think that that's a good number for us going into this game. But we have given up over 30 in two of the last three. So uh, we can't be doing that. We gave up 23 to to the Los Angeles Chargers. I think if we can hold them to 23, we, we stand a pretty good chance of winning this game.
0: The situation in regard to their offense as a whole is getting pressure. You know, I say this week in and week out, Aaron Rodgers... He holds the football and he holds it for a while. He doesn't scramble like he once did. If you get pressure on him, you're going to get sacks. Um, You know, it's as simple as that. You're going to get to him now. Whereas there was a time where he was a lot more elusive than he has been. As I've watched him this year, he stays in the pocket an awful long time, holds the football an awful long time.
1: Um, So takes deep drops too. Deep drops.
0: he drops right. He's a pocket guy, you yeah. know. It not not that he still can, he still can create out of the pocket, but we have to have pressure from both sides. It's got to come from the left and from the right. And um, last week against Buffalo, I felt that you know the RNs just did not do a good enough job. I mean Phillips any time it seemed like he was putting pressure, it was coming from the inside or they were stunting inside. And that's Whoever, because
1: they're lining him up next to Wilkins a lot on passing down.
0: Right. That's what I saw, Mike, without actually seeing, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, the game again and, and actually focusing on that. That's what I saw as I was watching it. But the defensive ends, Ingram and Chubbs, I mean, they they, they got to get to this. They got to get to this guy. They have to. Make him step up in the pocket, and they have to, they just have to get him off his mark. Cause if they don't, he's going to pick us apart. You know, I mean, that's the key right there.
2: Rodgers has been sacked 27 times on the year. Uh, so to your point, we can definitely get after him. I, I seen a little bit different in that Buffalo game, specifically in the first half. Josh Allen was getting the ball out of his hands really, really quickly. Uh, In that first half, which really kind of negates our rush. And as anybody knows, when you get the ball out really quickly, it eliminates a lot of the rushing opportunities. We've seen that with Tua for for most of this season. Gets the ball out so quick that they can't get to him. Uh, In the second half, you've seen a little bit more pressure and Josh have to get out of the pocket. And also to your point, Rodgers is not going to be able to scramble out of the pocket like that. So if Phillips and Chubb can get some of this pass rush win rate going in this game i see some good things bat baktiari very well may be out again i don't expect him to play on the left side of that offensive line which would help chubb and phillips and mike mike said a name christian wilkins wilkins is really stepping up um he's getting more pressure from the interior of that uh defensive line as well And so I I do expect for us to get multiple sacks on Rodgers in this game and and really put him in some tough positions.
0: Yeah, it's Wilkins and it's you know it's Silent. Sealer Yeah. Sealer last game, um, you know, that's where the pressures came. I mean, Mike, me and Mike looked at numbers and the majority of the pressures came from those two guys and Phillips. The guys on the outside were just not getting it done, whether it was the first quarter or or the first half or the second half. They, they were, he was getting flushed outside and there was a lot of the times nobody there. Um, they, they've got, they've got to break that pocket down. They got to do a better job. There's a lot of money on the outside there. Um, that's what they're, that basically Chubb's been brought in to do just that. And he's got, he's got to make his presence known at some point, you know, down the The weakest stretch.
1: guy on their line is their center. So, you know, right. you do twists, you do stunts and, and you try and give it pressure up the middle.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You got Mike. They, they have to have a, basically a collective pass rush because you're seeing pressure against Buffalo. You saw a lot of inside pressure, but it wasn't coming so much from the outside, which is very frustrating because he was able to just roll out to the right. The play right before the half, you know, Ingram was getting blocked for like 10 seconds. And he didn't move. He looked like a statue out there. You know, he had no...
1: stalemate. (laughs) Yeah, it it was
0: unbelievable. He was just stonewalled. I mean, right there the whole time, you know, when he got flushed out and he was able to mess around on the outside, look around, and and that was a key, key play in the game. So these guys have to step up. They got to play better um, collectively. The whole defensive line's got to come to play. They all got to get pressure on him, and they got to get him flustered. And And if they...
2: Go ahead. Nope, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, 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 no.
0: That's fine. And you know, if they do that, then then they'll then they're going to be fine. I mean, you know, it, our our secondary again is not going to be at full strength. Whether Rowan, you know, we're talking about Rowan Campbell right now. That we're it's an absolute necessity that those guys play. And you know what? They're not they're not starters either one of them. So you know that's the position that we're in. I mean, if. You know, if we don't get pressure on on Aaron Rodgers, we're going to have a long day.
2: Yeah, and I I was trying to move seamlessly after your your statement into uh, giving Mike some serious props there. Noticing the center position being the weak point, their starting center went out on injured reserve with a torn bicep in the middle of October.
1: Mm-hmm. So the guy
2: that they have playing at center right now is a backup. You know, mm-hmm. he's a guy that wasn't expected to get any minutes, and it, he's been a, he's been struggling a little bit. Um. One of the things that I also wanted to move into, and you just started there, Lou, was talking about the secondary a little bit. One of the things that I have loved seeing over the last couple of weeks when we have standalone games is the the crews being able to talk about a guy named Cater Kohu. You see him making plays all over the field. Uh, I would expect for him to have another fantastic game with the nation's eyes on him, uh, giving a little love to the guy uh, the guy in our secondary who was undrafted. He's been doing an amazing job.
1: He's physical, but he's got to watch his hands.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's a little undersized, right? And when when he gets beat, he'll get a little handsy. But uh, I think that's with any DB. You know, any DB around the league, they they get a little handsy. And, you know, sometimes you get away with it. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. I've been extremely impressed. Extremely impressed with Cater. In
0: regard to the pass interference in the nfl it, it's just unbelievable there is so much going on and they're so so incredibly inconsistent i mean yeah. that washington giant game yeah that guy got mugged in the end zone at the end of the game and there was a no call there um i know there was a lot of you know a lot of talk about the penalty on us late in the game you know down the sideline you know in regard to pass interference and i i felt it was definitely pass interference um But, you know, again, it's hit and miss. So as Daniel said, Mike, I mean, in today's NFL with the athletes that they're going up against, I think that realistically, just about on every play, they could probably call something because there's contact, you know, on a consistent basis. I don't feel they should ever throw a flag unless it's absolutely blatant. I mean, blatant, and that's it. You know, like let if, them play. If, if it
1: affects the route, then you've got to you've got to throw a yes. flag. Yes, if he's Simple pinning his that?
0: arm right. If he's pinning an arm down, I mean, listen, we should have had some pass interference calls last week and the yes. week before. I mean, my God, yes. I mean, Waddle got mugged
2: more than um, once t- in that t- Buffalo game. Yes. I'm screaming, "Where's Tyreke? the?"
0: Tyreek, absolutely. Tyreek had his <laughs> arm pinned on a given play. I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm like, what in the F are they looking at? Are they not seeing this go down? Guys got hit early on it a It goes back to what occasions. is a catch,
1: you know? I mean, the, <laughs> the NFL has been around for over 100 years and there are, we still don't know what a catch is. We still don't know what pass r- interference is,
2: you know? We're I getting think, into some really muddy waters with this stuff, guys. It, it's yep.
1: just
0: crazy. I mean, there's easy fixes to this. I mean, you know, the, we've talked about it a million times. I mean, have, have another ref up in the booth and let him correct things that aren't right. And that's it. You know, it take five seconds. I mean, you, you can see that there was pass interference on a given play and it was blatant and they missed it. Call it, you know, just call it. You don't have to go to replay. You have another guy in the booth that is literally, while they're screwing around, he can look at it three, four times within a matter of 30 seconds. Just do it. You know, it's an easy fix, and they don't do it. It makes no sense. It's it's very simple fix. They won't One, the,
1: crowd, the crowd reviews it a lot faster. <laughs> right. Well, Mike, they see the
0: replay immediately. Right, exactly. And that's all, that's all we're looking at, too. We, Daniel, me, you, we watch the game. They show the replay as soon as the play's over, and we're like, what the fuck just happened? And they <laughs> don't do it. And, and they don't do anything about it. They can have somebody up there watching it with six different
1: monitors yeah, and exactly. be
0: done with it in 10, 15, 20,
1: 30 seconds. You know, we'll, we'll watch it. it. So Sometimes we're on the phone together and we'll watch it and, you know, what did you think? It looked like a catch to me, you know, and we'll go back and forth. And as we're singing angles, we usually end up calling it correctly.
2: And here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. You see a lot of these plays now where the refs will huddle up real fast. Yes. And they'll say, upon further discussion. But that's not upon further discussion. That's coming from New York. I believe it is. That's coming in the earbud of the the referee, the main referee. and, And they're already doing that. I we'll don't see why they can't just do better. It'll be really interesting off topic. Well, I think the
1: guy must take a lot of naps because he evidently misses a lot.
2: <laughs> It'll be really interesting to see <laughs> how the officiating in the XFL coming up next year will affect what happens in the NFL. Just keep an right. eye on that. Keep that food for thought for the future guys. Yep. Uh, anyway, one last thing I wanted to mention about our defense is to keep an eye on Javon Holland, because obviously we've seen him go out uh, before halftime in the Bills game, and he come back in with that uh, the neck roll, right? He,
1: talk- he talked after the game. He did not like wearing that neck roll, because you said when he's in man coverage, he can't turn his head the way he needs to.
2: Oh, he looked like a badass, though. Yeah, I'm no, telling. he didn't like it. <laughs>
1: well, he's it so, if he has to but he didn't like it interesting well,
2: Mike, to keep an eye on on what happens with him this week in practice and the injury report and that sort of thing
1: yeah well
0: i will tell you this when he came back in the second half he actually played pretty damn good really he good. made some big plays so
2: laying the lumber yeah, on some guys
0: yeah um and we haven't seen an awful lot at him and he's another guy that in that secondary He's got to step up. You know, listen. All these guys. I mean, it's crunch time. I mean, we've lost three in a row. All these guys on the defensive side, they've they've held it together to some extent, but they got to come up with plays like Phillips did last week. You know, the guy I mean, the that, guy
1: you want to see make an impact is Howard.
0: Yeah, you have to. But Mike, you know what? They they target him. In, in so few situations, you know, I mean, other guys across the line of scrimmage have got to make
1: plays. Phillips. Well, I wasn't saying he's was the only one, but right. I mean, he's a guy I want to see intercepting passes. You right. know what I mean? He's, he's, he's not doing that.
0: But if they're not throwing a ton his way, they're being very selective, which yeah. to me is interesting because I don't think he's had a great season. But if you go back and you look at Diggs's numbers last week and Gabriel yep. Davis. No, he numbers. did well last week, Howard. Yep. They were not and no receive. you look at some of the numbers that receivers are putting up on given
2: weeks, and he's and doing then you're week in and week out, fellas.
0: Right. And you look at X-Man and the guys that he goes up against and the numbers that they've put up against him, they're very marginal compared yeah. to other weeks. So, you know, I know he's not having his best season, but he's he's still a force to be reckoned with. I don't give a damn what anybody out there says. If he's missing in your defense you're going to be like,
1: what oh, no the question. hell is going on? No
0: you could forget it. I mean, the drop-off, you know, then you're people will realize if he gets hurt or if he's out of the lineup how good this guy actually is because you will see these type of receivers that we're going up against week in and week out just toasting our guys left and right. Yeah, he, I mean, he makes a major difference.
2: Even in San Francisco game. They didn't get a ton of yards on him. And no. the Chargers game, Keenan Allen didn't eat up a bunch of yards on him. Nope. So he's, he's playing well, even Jefferson. though what we see is him give up a 25-yard catch or a touchdown, and that's only because it's the one or two times they're throwing it at him. You know what I mean? I didn't
1: mean to start a whole Howard conversation. No, I just, it's I fine, just wanted to see interceptions. That's no, all. I know. Exactly. And
0: I agree with you 110%. He's our playmaker. But, you know, if we get, we and we did a good job of pressuring Josh Allen, uh, he's just able to, he, he's just, you know, he's just an unbelievable football player. I he mean, is. Right. I don't know if there's anybody right now as good as he is. And that includes Mahomes in regard to you know what he does just single-handedly basically i mean it's an it's,
1: interesting comparison right you've got mahomes who's like the quintessential athlete right yeah and, and Allen is just a big scrappy guy and and he's just as athletic you know like he's fat he i think he's faster than mahomes yes i think I th- so too
0: i think if they had a race josh allen would out would, would outrun him
1: uh, he I was outrunning you know. our secondary i can tell you that <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah we had guys <laughs> we had guys, you know, just diving at his feet from behind. He ran right by past guys in the second there on that one big run, and you know his arm strength, just everything. I mean, Mahomes is just incredible. Two great quarterbacks. Two they great are. quarterbacks. They're great, they absolutely. It's going to be
1: fun to watch them for years to come. Unfortunately, we have to watch them for years to come
2: uh, yep. in our division. You know, yes. Iron sharpens iron, my friend. That's very true. Mike,
1: hit your,
0: hit, hit your DraftKings announcement there, and we'll get to the other half of the
1: football teams. I'll do that. I will do that right now. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I trust them. You get your money when you're supposed to. Everything is above board. Now, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Now, check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more the more legs you add, the bigger the boost. The bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, Lewis. You are going to talk about our offense against their defense, correct?
0: Yeah, our offense against their defense um, means minimum of 30 points this week or else we're not winning this football game. Uh, You know, I think that Green Bay is going to be able to score some points and our offense has got to be up to it. I see this game being high scoring. You know, I think that our defense – is a little shorthanded in the secondary. Um, especially if Rowe or Campbell are not out there. We're gonna be very short And Green Bay's got their full arsenal. They got two great running backs catching the ball out of the backfield as we talked about. Tanyan's, Tanyan's a pretty good tight end. Um, you know, they they've got a lot of weapons to throw at us. So, you know, I think our offense going against their defense is a good matchup. You know, I, I say this week in and week out I say it all the time, sound like a broken record. There's no corners in the league that can cover our two outside guys. Um, you know, I feel that they've got to get other guys involved. Um, you know, you don't want double coverage on our two outside guys, and two is still trying to force the ball into them. He's got to go to guys that are man to man, and guys like Shurfield, Daniels, boy, you know, Cedric Wilson had a big catch last week. You know, our tight ends, our running backs. I mean, the one time he targeted Mozart, he went for 20 yards in well, the flat. That
1: was going to be my question to you, Lewis. Do you think we would be better served running the ball
2: or well, a hundred and, just bombing a hundred.
1: down the field listen, trying to keep up with Aaron Rodgers?
0: They're the, Mike, they're the 29th ranked uh, defense against the run. Yeah. Right. And listen, we, we've been down this road before. A couple of the teams that we've played over the last month were teams that have been run upon all season. Houston comes to mind. And who was the other one? San Diego of late.
2: LA.
0: Uh, LA. Horrible, (laughs) horrible. Keep doing that. Horrible, (laughs) horrible run defenses, Mike. And did we change our game plan? No, we changed it. We changed it last week against Buffalo, which was a surprise. Now, I feel that they should be balanced, but I feel that they're still going to wind up throwing the ball 35 times. They're still going to have to score points, Mike. And I don't know if running the football is going to be the way to to do it, It, regardless of the fact as to where they're ranked defensively. I think that you're going to have to score points on them one way. I don't care how you do it. But I think that you got to have Tyreek Hill. You have to have the running backs involved. You know, it, it's as simple as that throwing the football. That's where play
1: action comes in, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, Mozart can have another good football game. The offensive line is very, very capable, but I just don't see us doing what we did last week. In the second half, we somewhat abandoned the run, didn't we? We did.
1: I mean, we did. And I heard an interesting theory about that today, which may very well be true. It's true. That was about his career carry length. That that I don't know how many carries did he have last week? Twenty two? So oh, you're like talking that.
0: about Mozart? Yeah, yeah. Mike, that's yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you finish. He was right at his career high. But Mike, you had a med who was running the ball. That's horseshit. If that if that's the excuse that they're talking, in no, 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 no. Why saying, we didn't run the football? It was a
1: theory. That's all.
0: Well, whoever came up with that theory, it's <laughs> horseshit. Because sometimes
1: coaches put players on pitch counts, you know?
0: Yeah, that's horseshit. Because it, if he was on a pitch count, Mike, which is fine, okay? I, 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 can, I can deal with that, okay, to an extent. But Ahmed was in running the ball just
1: as effectively. Pretty well, yeah. He averaged like so, seven yards and change.
0: So if, you, if, if that's your theory in regard to why they went away from the run in the second half, it that's hogwash i'm not it, i'm not you know i'm not feeding into that in the least they they were very successful running the football they went to more of a passing situation in the second half and i'm going to tell you the simple reason why is because buffalo went out of their nickel defense yep. which they played most of the first half right. yep. they went to a base defense and we said all right you know what now we're going to start passing the football and as we talked about on monday the great thing about our offense is the fact that we proved against a pretty solid defense that we can do both things extremely well. Yep. The offensive line is playing at, at a really good level right now, and this is the, this is a good time of the year for that to
1: be taking place. Well, you know, and signing Shell was a- – Big move that yeah. kind of went under the radar at the time. Agreed. Absolutely. absolutely.
0: And, you know, we've got a guy, Mike, in the waiting that we may very well see this week. We don't know. I mean, they signed him for a reason Fisher,
2: yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And they gave I him mean, some guaranteed millions. And too, you, you've so. also got
1: Eichenberg who could possibly be back.
0: Uh-oh. Uh oh. Now, um, now, now, <laughs> now, I know damn well Green Bay's shaking in their pants if Eichenberg's <laughs> coming back this week. <laughs> the, um, uh, but no, Mike. All kidding aside, I mean, listen, he was a starter over Robert Jones, right? So yep. there was a reason why 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 he, you know, why he was a starter over him. So if in fact he's back as well, then you gotta assume that the coaches know what they're doing, and and he's he's a step above what what Robert Jones is. So yep. a lot a lot of positives across that offensive line. Um, you know, again. I, I love the fact, you know, I, I love your thought process in regard to us running the football and not getting into a shootout with Aaron Rodgers. But I think inevitably, regardless of how good we're running the football, you're going to see them passing the ball, especially they're, if they're in a base defense. I mean, it's
1: just too, Well, know, McDaniel it, won't be able to help himself. Exactly, you know. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's, like, it's like the sexiest woman in the world, you know, walking around naked in front of you, Mike. You're going to be tempted.
2: Well, right? <laughs> well, did you just call Tua the sexiest woman in the world? Uh, no, no. I, I used the
0: reference, Dan. So let's, I, I know well, you Well, passing
2: the ball, right? No, I, I get it. Um, and yeah. if anybody has listened to any of these preview podcasts, you know I've been pounding the table for weeks and weeks and weeks about starting this game and running the damn ball consistently. Uh, last week was one of the best that I'd seen us do that. The one thing that got to me was going away from the run on third and very short. That's Over and, and over again. Oh, you're in a thousand where, other people. That's over where I would have liked to have seen us run the ball a little more. Regardless, they Green Bay is 29th against the run, and we should be able to run the ball. And let's see if McDaniel has learned to this point what he needs to do to win in December, right? Because we've talked about this too. Uh, regardless of if it's Aaron Rodgers, I'm not really concerned about getting in a shootout with Rodgers this year even though uh, the Packers' defense is second against the pass in total yardage. So like, they are doing pretty well, and they have a tremendous cornerback named Jair Alexander. Uh, I think he's, he's rated at, like, what would you say, Mike 13th this season? Something uh, like that. But even so, I think he's better cornerback than that rating. Uh, so he is a really good cornerback. And they have some pieces yeah, on 13
1: that. of 122.
2: Yeah, they have some pieces on that defense. You know, Adrian Amos is still in that uh, secondary. Darnell Savage is still in that secondary. So they have been playing decent as far as against the pass. But I think that, like you said, Lou, uh, they are going to struggle in covering Hill and Waddle. And I think it's really important that we feed both of those guys like we have been all year. Regardless of if, if we need to pound the rock, we also need to feed those guys because as they go, so does our offense. And yes. so I expect both of those guys to be heavily involved. I think this is going to be a bigger Tyreek game than we've seen recently, even though Tyreek had a, a nice touchdown, a couple, a couple of really nice catches in that Buffalo game. He hasn't had one of those big yardage games recently. I would expect him to get peppered early and often in this game.
0: Let listen. Let's let's just reference back to last week, right? We ran the ball incredibly well in the first half, right? Yes, yes. And did we score touchdowns? Yeah. We we got first down after first down, and then we broke down. Well, yeah, for one reason or another. Okay.
2: Okay, you're right. Now,
0: when all was said and done, you know we wound up still giving up 32 points to Buffalo, and we did try to slow the game down and keep the ball away from them, but. You know, my thought process is, is that you put pressure on Green Bay to keep up with you, and that's where Aaron Rodgers makes some mistakes. You start getting sacks, and maybe you, you, know, you get a nice big turnover and you turn the game around in that, in that way. You know We kept Buffalo around last week. Um, we did slow the first half down by doing what we did, but when it was all said and done, you know, we just weren't able to get the ball into the end zone for whatever reason. I mean, you mentioned us not running the football. And I felt that even down by the goal line, we should have just pounded the ball a couple of times because they weren't stopping it, regardless of the drops, you know, because a lot of people made a big deal about the fact that, you know, Sherfield, your boy, had a drop and, yep. and Tyreek and had a Tyre, drop yep. in the end yep. zone. But I will tell you this, that our receivers bail out our quarterback on numerous occasions, so it you know it works both ways there. You know there's bad throws that Tua makes that they turn into great catches, or you know they're behind them, whatever. Tyreek had a great one last week where the ball was way behind them it's and wild. he tipped it back. Was it Waddle Mike? I yeah, thought it I was so. Tyreek. No, I think it was Tyreek.
1: Oh, uh, and that okay, the play you're talking about. is Yeah, Tyreke. the play yeah.
0: where he tipped it back and them going across the middle. So, I mean, too much. Too much was made of that, and the fact that we lost the game due to those drops, and that that wasn't the case at all. I mean, Buffalo, even if we would have scored a touchdown on that drive, Buffalo could have scored at the end of the game, and we still would have lost, right? They settled for the field goal. They were in a position to score. Singletary was running it in. The game changes, you know, as the game develops. So Uh you can say, oh, you know, so many people on the page were talking about us losing because We had those drop passes. That's not the case. I mean, Buffalo was still in a position. No, exactly. In the end, Buffalo was still in a position to score a touchdown at the end. All they needed was a field goal and it kicked it. But you know realistically they probably would have scored a touchdown and we still would have lost regardless of whether we scored on that i don't and, want to talk and, about buffalo well,
2: the <laughs> we thing were still is in this. a position to hold I, the ball before right, they got the ball Mike. back too and we
0: shouldn't be talking about that game but i'm reference referencing it back to it simply because i feel that i want to put the pressure on green bay i want them to have to chase us and i think that we are more dynamic as an offense. When we are passing the ball all over the place, well, I'm and sure and that's we, what
1: McDaniel feels too. I mean, you know, yeah. what's your strength? I mean, it's clearly, you know? absolutely, clearly right. we are.
2: And here's yeah. the thing that we've we've seen uh, versus San Francisco and the Chargers that I don't think that we're going to be seeing quite as well against the Packers. Lawson's? And that's that's those no, well, that yes, but the linebackers taking away the middle of the field, uh, Green Bay. I don't know. If we talked about it quite in depth they have several injuries guys on injured reserve uh one of them is their star linebacker Rashawn Gary uh so they have some guys who are playing in their linebacking core that just I'm not sure they're going to be able to take away the middle of the field versus Tyreek and Waddle and so I think we're going to be able to feast there and I think both of those guys have big days
1: what's your prediction Lewis
0: I see us winning this game, and I mean, I think it's going to be high scoring. I see us, I see us winning 35-28. I think we're going to see a lot of touchdowns in this football game.
2: Yeah. Daniel? I like it. I do think Miami wins this football game. I think that Green Bay sticks right around their, their average. Uh, I think they score 20 points. And I think we do get over that 30-point hump again, and I say we, we score 34 and Miami, the good guys, win on Christmas, 34-20. to 34-20, to
1: 20, huh? 14 points. Yep. I think it's closer than that. Yeah, I do think Miami will win. I, I agree with Lewis in the sense I think it'll be a higher scoring game. The spread's four, right? Miami's a four-point favorite. Okay. And I kind of think this, the game will be close to that. So I'm going to say Miami, 35, and uh, Green Bay, 31.
2: Right. Okay, that's
0: good. We got the we got the offense rocking and rolling.
2: Well, I'm going to be sad if we give up 30 points again um, going after this game because that'll be three out of the last four that we've allowed. That's opponents. the trend. Yep, I don't like that trend. Um, we have You're scored, playing good teams, Daniel. We've You're scored 29 or more uh, six out of the last eight games. So so that's a good score for us. Uh, there's two things i wanted to point out real fast we are 5 and 0 versus uh teams under 500 this year i think that bodes well for us we're finding a way to win the games that we're supposed to win and i just wanted to point this out fellas Mm -hmm. miami our miami dolphins are a team of streaks going back to last year when we lost seven in a row and then won seven in a row this year we won three to start the season lost three then we won five then we lost three we haven't seen it go back and forth, back and forth.
1: Are you trying to say we're
2: gonna lose? Uh, no, I'm saying we're gonna win. Uh, we've we've won three, lost three, won five, lost three. So if we go that we take that back and we win our next five, gentlemen, where does that put us? Anybody know?
0: Where does that put us in regard to what, Daniel? Our record?
2: If we win no, if we win our next five football games. Oh, we've got
1: three games left and gives us two playoff wins.
2: Yep. Where will that put us, gentlemen?
1: championship game possibly or the super bowl AIC on what championship
2: happens. game in buffalo versus buffalo let's go oh, i let's don't like go. that let's go time to prove it we proved last week we can play with anybody i don't care what anybody says we can play with anybody and uh um, well we take care will, of the pack in, in miami this weekend
1: you prove you can play with anybody when you beat them
0: well i will say this they they did play them well we didn't beat them it was one of our better games up there in a it while. was it, it, mm-hmm. for Tua too. In I mean, years, Tua, Tua, you know, I give him a, a ton of credit. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have a great game. You know, the, the conversions on third down. Had he had he made a few of those, We're I would have been extremely happy. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I mean, but going forward, guys, you know, this week and then the two weeks thereafter, you know, I feel. Overall, we're a better football team than all three of these teams that that we've got coming up. We've yeah. just got to go out there and beat them. You know, on paper, you know, statistically, record. Well, it just know, kicked our ass at,
1: last time we played them. I'm not sure we can say we're better yet. We need to prove we're yeah. better.
0: Well, Mike, d- there is certain circumstances, yeah. and when you lose two it, to it play in that That's game, right. number
1: one, Bridgewater, bridgewater, bridgewater last.
0: One. Bridgewater lasted one play, and he practiced with the number ones the whole week. I mean, that was a circumstance game. And going into the fourth quarter, it, I think we were leading, weren't we? It was I close. mean, it was close. It was close. I mean, it was, I don't know, nineteen. I don't remember what the – but the bottom line is this, is that if you look at the teams collectively and you look at position by position, we're better than all three of these football teams that we've got coming up. Yep. We've just got to go out there and execute and um, not choke.
2: Oh, I mean, you oh, know, oh. B- both
0: sides of the football. These guys have got to step up. We got a lot of veterans that are in here for this time of the year and that's right. for the that's, that's, playoffs. That's why
1: you spend the draft pick on Chubb. It's
0: Chubb Ingram. I mean, it goes down the line over and over again. Tyreek Hill has got a lot of playoff experience. He knows how to win in December. Yeah. Okay. Um. You know, Armstead was on some really good Saint football teams. They have to step up and they have to show – Mozart is another one. They've got veterans all over this team. This isn't a young football team. This is a team that's got some young guys mixed in with a right. good amount of veterans, and these veterans have to step up and they have to start making plays and winning football games for us. And if to they your point, don't, we're not going to win.
2: And to your point just Agreed. a minute ago on third down, we need to see two or more of the third down quarterback he'd been over that five-game winning streak.
1: Right, you know, the Best
2: quarterback in the league on third down. Uh, just inches away last week we need him to be spot on in this game and you know
0: one step further on top of Tua because it, it some of it falls on him Daniel but I don't particularly like what I see out of the coaching staff on given plays either I mean I felt that the fourth down run to um Ingold was was a great call right he circled around came back inside handoff three yards first down right yep. I mean, get a little bit more creative. These guys are not understanding the importance of some of these third-down situations and how key they are in winning and losing football games. I see a lot of the same plays. I, you know, you don't see screen play, passes. You don't see slants. You don't see a lot of throws to the running backs in the fly. They have to get these things in. They have to... Put more plays out for defenses. Hey, whoa! We haven't seen them do this. You see a lot of the same, and we 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 are so good at doing what we do that you kind of get caught up in that. And
1: there's well, last t- week they ran the ball, you know, consistently. Yeah, at but least Mike, in the
0: first half and they had
1: not done that before. But, so. but
0: on the third down plays, mm-hmm. you know, they did try to do a couple different things. It was successful, as I mentioned, on the in gold handoff. Yeah, but the Smith
1: pass was different. <laughs> they didn't that, like it. <laughs> it
0: was it was a it was a horrible play call, to be honest with yeah, you. I mean I it thought was so too. it was more it, Tua just threw the ball when when he wasn't. I mean the linebacker was right there. The ball yeah. probably shouldn't have been thrown, but, exactly. But the thing is this, is that they tried some isolations and stuff like that. And they're, they're similar isolations. They always seem to go outside. They, they need to start doing what you said, I think, in the last podcast or the podcast prior to where you have those quick slants off the line of scrimmage. You cannot cover Waddle or Tyreek Hill on those plays. You can't do it. And two is very good at throwing those passes. They've gotten away from that this season. And I don't understand as to why, because that was one of their more successful plays all last season, it, just running it to Waddle. And I don't care who runs it. It could be Sherfield, it could be Wilson. I don't give a damn. But when you need 3 yards, that quick slant is a very good play. It's almost impossible to cover when you get isolation on the outside. You really like, want to
1: do it with the speed guys. That's yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. to their advantage. Right, because- you have
0: to. But the bottom line is they have to mix up the play calling as well. They have to do it. And I think some of it falls on the coaching. I know Tua, you know, we gave him a lot of grief, but some of the play calling on third downs, I mean, you know, guys, it's three yards, it's two yards, it's one yard. Pick up these friggin' first downs.
1: That's when you big bullies up front, got to be big bullies.
0: Yes, so, run the football like Daniel said. Yeah, so do whatever fast, you got to do.
2: Real fast before we go, do you guys remember the last time Rodgers was in Miami?
0: Yes, I do, and I don't want to think about
2: it. <laughs> the fake spike? The breaking our hearts in two thousand fourteen.
0: Mike, yeah. you remember that game very well. I do. Aaron Rodgers that day was insane yes. because we had guys hanging all over him. Yep. I mean, pressure in his face consistently, and he killed us. He, he still beat prime. Us. I mean,
1: that was as good as he was. <laughs> oh, he
0: was just incredible. I mean, I the thought respect- we had him. Yep, we had him over and over again, and yep. he just kept making plays. So anyway, I just anyway. wanted to
2: add that in there. I thought that was uh, an interesting point. We he, we haven't seen him down in Miami in the last eight years, so this is first time back. Time. Yeah, he there's a there's it, a photograph from
1: that game where he's getting walloped and, by uh, Wake, I believe. Yeah, and you just see the look on his face, you know, of pain, and it was a great photo and. uh Unfortunately the game and the photo weren't exactly alike.
2: Yeah.
1: No, yeah.
0: no, we wound up losing that game late. Yep. But uh, yep. they, they played him very, very tough and he, he just excelled that day. Have All a jolly right. jolly Christmas and a happy new year.
2: Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: Let's Daniel go stay
2: warm. I'm gonna try. I'm layers, my friend, layers.
0: Mike, Michael stay dry down in Florida. A lot of rain coming up. Stay dry. Daniel, you stay warm. And I will stay in my perfect weather here in Georgia.
2: You know, stay in your underwear. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> Get the fireplace roaring. Uh-huh.
0: Yep. 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 Guys, have a great right.
1: Christmas. Yep. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. And you guys, thanks for uh, joining me. And uh, fins up, everybody.
0: Merry Christmas, guys. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins.